This is the Why We Travel podcast, the podcast dedicated to those who want to explore the world on their terms. Each week, you'll hear from amazing travelers and experts sharing their best travel stories from the road. Listen to their unique travel experiences and get insider tips about their favorite destinations. Whether you're an experienced world nomad or just getting started, this podcast will inspire you, improve your travel skills, change the way you travel, and motivate you to get out and see the world. Discover the art of independent travel and meet fellow travelers in our online community. Now, let's get into it with your host and world traveler, Claus Louder. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Why We Travel podcast. Today we want to talk about someone who is relatively young and has seen already quite a bit from the world. And Tammy Tran is also a good influencer. She has a huge following on TikTok. And we want to talk also about more serious things about on how to deal with depressions while you're traveling. So let's say hello to Tammy. Hi, Tammy. How are you today? Great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Tell me a bit on what got you into traveling. I think I always knew. It was one of those things as a kid, just when you're growing up, you look around and then you see people traveling and you see people doing all these cool things. And it was just like that ignited burning feeling that you just had to do that when you were a kid. It wasn't ever a question of like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to do this. It was like, when am I going to do this? I didn't come from a family who traveled a ton. I was very much stayed in one place my whole life. And then once I was able to, I was off. <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> Okay, what was the first destination? My very first travel was, I went to Panama and it was on this global brigade. So I was actually volunteering and I visited these very, very small communities to where even Spanish wasn't their first language. It was like a very special dialect. So we needed two translators to even talk to these families. And it wasn't a glamorous trip by any means. It was very much like I was, eating bugs in my food because we were eating outside and the sleeping situation was not great and it was a culture shock to me but I loved it so much even in least glamorous trip you could ever take I loved every minute of it. So you started as an adventure traveler how would you say what you are are you a solo traveler an individual traveler a group traveler what kind of style do you prefer? My main mode of travel is solo traveling I say about half of my trips are solo. I've been to 30 countries by now. Solo travel has left more of an impression on me than when I traveled with friends or anyone else because I just feel so free. So that's my preferred mode of traveling. What are the benefits of solo traveling compared to other styles? First off, it's very uncomfortable. I don't think that you will ever quite experience anything like solo traveling when you just go into travel with every single unknown faster and you don't have anyone to comfort you through that. You navigate the airports, navigate the new train systems, or even not even being able to speak to anyone if you're in a country that doesn't mainly speak English. Figuring that out on yourself just makes you grow so much as a person. And that's why I'm so attracted to it is because I'm forced into situations where I have to figure it out. It's not like I can get around it any other way. I am the only person that I'm relying on. Me take a new perspective on life. When you can do all these incredible things by yourself, you realize that you're capable of so much more. Give me some examples of what kind of challenges that you have along your trips. My very first one 
that I can immediately think of is it was my first solo travel ever. And I went to Asia by myself. And this is the very first country I went out on my own that the Panama trip, I was obviously in a group. But when I went out on my own in China, that's where I landed first. I'm not Chinese. I don't speak any Chinese whatsoever. And I went to a very rural part of the country where even like in the airport, like they barely spoke English. So it was a struggle or like from the get-go. And then I was trying to make my way. So I went from China to Hong Kong and then from Hong Kong back to China because that's where my layover was. And I had no plan. I did not plan to go to Hong Kong, but someone told me to do it. And it was great. They spoke English there, but then my flight was back in their rural part of China. I remember that it was super scary. It was like 4 a.m. and my flight was like super early and I was traveling by myself as a very young female who doesn't speak any Chinese. And I stumbled upon a very sketchy part of the train station and I fell asleep on the train, which first off, <laughs> you can never do that if you're by yourself at that late. And I missed my stop and I got off. And then that one stop past the airport was the scariest thing I've ever experienced. It was definitely like very gang related and there were people trying to convince me to take a taxi and get to wherever I need. But like these people had missing limbs, like every single person that I saw was missing an arm or missing a leg. They had an eye patch because they were missing an eye and it was the scariest thing I had ever experienced. And then like finally this nice guy was like, don't take the taxi just hop back on to the train below and <laughs> I think like an obstacle like I don't know how to protect myself when I'm out of my element I don't have anything on me I don't have anyone with me just having that confidence knowing that you can handle yourself and you can get yourself out of sticky situations is one obstacle that you're always going to have to encounter <laughs> so that was just immediately something that I thought of yeah that's a good example on how you grow through sort of extreme situations as a person and it also shows you on the other hand that wherever you are there's good people around that help you further and you don't need to worry people take care about travelers now obviously traveling mm -hmm. is a lot of fun but we also want to dive a little bit into depression while traveling so what's your experience with that there was one specific situation where my depression was not throughout my whole life. It was triggered by a traumatic event. And then immediately I had to take a solo travel trip. And it wasn't that I planned the trip because I was depressed. It just happened in that life event. And I didn't want to let go of all the pre-planned that I already had. I decided to take the trip anyway, even though I was going through a very tough time in life. And it wasn't as glamorous as everyone thinks. I was still posting online and though I wasn't hiding my depression, it still could seem that I was having a grand time in my life. I was in these big cities, Barcelona, Madrid, traveling. I went to 10 countries on that trip. So it's amazing what you can do, even though you don't really feel like going on, even though I was severely depressed and I probably should have prioritized getting like mental health versus just traveling around. I do appreciate that travel can give me a different perspective on what I was actually experiencing in life. If I was at home doing the same thing, I would be worse off, but it just made me remember that there's so much more to life. I'm one tiny human in this big old blob of 
water and earth and it kept me going because I want to eventually go back to traveling and experience the way that I did before depression. Okay. Yeah. I see you um, going into this topic also on your TikTok account. And I think you have 194,000 followers on TikTok. So you have a huge followership there. And I think you are very clear about it's not all glamour and it's not all fancy. Being on the road, being a traveler, not a holiday maker, not a tourist, a traveler is life. And with life, you have to deal with the good, the bad, the ugly. Now, people might ask you, is like, how can you finance your traveling? And I think you found a way that works for you. Tell me a little bit about it. People ask me this on pretty much every single video that I post that's traveling. And I have attempted to answer this, but I don't think I found a way to put it very eloquently or very clear that makes people really understand what it is that I do. My first solo travel trip was when I was 19. I was still in college. I didn't have a full-time job. So when you look at it like that, people really question like, did someone fund your trip? Did your parents pay for it? Did you have a boyfriend who gives you money? And I did it. Just for background, like I majored in finance in college. So I had a little bit of an advantage in personal finance just because I studied it and I'm so passionate about it. But at a young age, I also did not come from a very wealthy family. My parents were immigrants who came to America and they really have nothing. Growing up, like that, I just always valued shaving and I always valued what I spent my money on. And I don't wear makeup. I don't do my hair. I don't buy fancy clothes or anything like that. Like I wear t-shirts that I got from high school that were free. And I still do that to this day. And it just depends on what you value. So I value travel and experiences way more than anything else. So I was able to save up money and it doesn't come overnight. I put it in a high yield savings account that accrued interest. I opened credit cards that I could achieve the welcome bonus and using the points, I would book free flights essentially. And even using those travel credit cards, I got a lot of points from it and perks. And even when I used the cards on travel, I would earn additional points on that. It just really boils down to how badly you want it. I see travel as just another expense. Some people have bills, they have rent, they have other luxuries that they really want to spend their money on. I just choose can spend it on travel. It's no different than affording anything else. Yeah, I think there's a good clue there that a lot of travelers, specifically solo travelers, individual travelers, as you say, value traveling over anything else. And they're not really materialist. They're minimalist in a certain way. And the value that you get out of travel, obviously, I think is more valuable than anything physical that you can buy. So what would you recommend someone who hasn't done that yet? How should they get started with becoming a solo traveler? Oh, wow. To become a solo traveler? Honestly, I don't have a good step plan. There's no step one, two, or three. The way that I became a solo traveler was I booked my flight out in advance by a couple months, and then I figured it out. I'm a huge proponent of just figuring it out as you go, and I think that's where a lot of the serendipity from life comes from. You just do it, and you learn from that, because no matter how much you plan, there's no plan that is going to prepare you for life. <laughs> Something is always going to come and derail your plan. I'm sure you're well aware of when your travel plans go awry and you have to completely scrap it. So my best advice, and I truly believe that, is you book your flight. Because once you book it, you're set. You can't really take it back. And it forces you to begin rolling the ball down the hill of, okay, well, I just booked my flight. Now what? Where am I going to stay? What am I going to do while I'm there? And then 
it sends you down the spiral of many, many Google searches of just what to do. And I think that's truly the best way. You don't really prepare yourself to be a solo traveler. You do it and then you are a solo traveler. I think the best way is people get in their head. So just do it. Sounds good. I love that. So with 30 countries, any kind of recommendations, any kind of favorite country so far that you have been that you would go back or that you would recommend for someone else to visit? I don't think I've ever been to a country that I didn't like. But there were certain countries that engendered a feeling inside of me that I really want to try and attain again. I think definitely Southeast Asia is that region will always have my heart. I think that's where I felt the most free. In America, I think you feel that you're part of society and you're part of this rat race. You always want more and more and more. But I went to Southeast Asia. I think I was specifically in Bali and it's a very touristy place for sure. But the good place for people who haven't been traveling that long or the easy transition into a different country but in Bali I was going out this one was not a solo travel I was with friends and we were going out and then we took a taxi back to our villa and the taxi driver was just like having a blast with us he was singing and dancing along the entire cab ride home if I do that here in America I just know that like my Uber driver is probably very annoyed of these random people in their car because they're being loud and rambunctious. But in Bali, they're singing and dancing along with you and like they have the time of their lives. And he got to talking about his life a little bit and the typical Uber conversation. Michael, how long have you been doing this? Do you enjoy it? How's your night going? And he just answers like he was so grateful for life. He mentioned he doesn't make a ton of money from this and he has to support his family, but he just seems so grateful and so happy to be doing what he's doing. I think it's the environment and the culture that raises you to really appreciate those little things or not have that urge to want more. And I found when I traveled around Southeast Asia, like Thailand, Vietnam, it's very similar. They all hold those values of other priorities rather than just more, more, more and having all the money in the world. So those are my favorite countries to visit is when they don't have that privilege. They're a third world country. I'm talking about a place of privilege right now because I get to leave those countries and they come back home and take away that message, but they actually have to live it and I don't have to experience the hardships that they go through. But witnessing it and think how they react to life is something that I hold very dearly. Good pick. Bali is also one of my favorites. I've spent quite some time there and I'm 100% with you. There's just a very special vibe there. People are among the friendliest that you would possibly ever meet. So 100% with you on that one. Cool. Where will your next journey trip take you to? I am going to Germany, actually, in about a week or two here. <laughs> okay, then send my regards to my home country. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You'll have to give me some tips and all the places that you love going to. I left Germany a very, very long time ago. Actually, I'm the worst person to give you any tips there. Cool, Tammy, thanks so much for your time. I think that was really insightful and I think it will motivate people to look, if they haven't done yet, become a traveler and even travel on their own and make this experience, which is definitely life-changing. Thanks so much for your time and talk soon. Thank you. Hey, Klaus here. Before you leave, I have a question. Are you a traveler? Do you have a favorite travel destination or favorite travel experiences that you would like to share with the world? Then become a guest on the Why We Travel podcast. Simply message me and I will get you all the details for becoming an interview guest. And then we take it from there. That's it for now. I see you in the next episode and have a great day.